2: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity
1: Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles.
2: Ah oh, yes. So glad to be with you. It's a great morning here in <clears throat> Los Angeles, and I love it. <laughs> November is the, uh, the gloom, gloom month in, in uh, Maine, where I used to live. June is the gloom month in uh, Los Angeles, and any little bit of weather makes me happy. It does because I grew up in Rhode Island. I grew up in Michigan where there was a change of seasons and the weather was different all the time. In New England, we used to say, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. We don't say that in L.A. No, we say if you don't like the weather, you better move because it's pretty much the same all the time. (sighs) Ah, But I'm grateful to be back home. I'm always grateful to be wherever I am in this experience of human life on earth, and I have to say, I have never been more grateful for my life than I am right now, and as we're heading towards Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm very, very aware of it, yeah, and actually this year my birthday is on Thanksgiving, so the entire nation will be celebrating my appearance day, it's not fun. Happens every couple of years. So let's join together in prayer right now. Let's join together in the celebration of love. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and let us partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and bring into our awareness that deep and abiding gratitude. So grateful that the kingdom is pre installed. So thankful that everything that is needed for our awakening. For our healing is being provided to us. It has been provided to us. And we are choosing to accept it and to allow it right now. We're allowing our life to be a life of love. We're joining together for this holy purpose. Accepting the atonement for ourselves. So grateful and so thankful. To share the benefits of our life of love with everyone because we're one with them. Sharing our awakening. Sharing our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> mm. Thank you. All right. Let's dive in my topic today is family freedom, and in case you don't know, you're listening to Jennifer Hadley. That's me, and this is such a dear topic to my life, and I'm reminded of it as we come into Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm just, I'm steeping myself in that awareness, and One of the things that I most treasure in the workbook of A Course in Miracles, Lesson 25, I do not know what anything is for. It is critical to your learning to be willing to give up the goals you have established for everything. The recognition that they are meaningless rather than good or bad is the only way to accomplish this this lesson has helped me so much because with the Course in Miracles we teach to forgive forgive, forgive, forgive and most of us are really challenged to understand what that actually means because how many of us have had clear helpful teachings on forgiveness how many of us were raised to really understand what forgiveness is. Haven't most of us been raised to understand that forgiveness is most often in words only? So I say the words I forgive. Maybe I go to church and I'm forgiven by the priest or something like that, or my loved ones say they forgive me. Because when we're kids, we, we do all kinds of things. We break this, and we damage that, and we uh, say, I hate you. Of course, we don't mean it. All of these things happen, and we are told that we are forgiven, but then it comes back, and somebody says, you know, I'll never forget. What? I thought you forgave, right? And for me, I was such a grudge holder. I really did think, I, I mean, I was absolutely entrenched in the belief that being a grudge holder was a sign of intelligence, that a really smart person would never forget and never forgive, because otherwise they'll just do it to you again. So I thought it was part of my holy purpose to hold a grudge, and I really, truly believed that it was my job to figure out what everything was for, put a label on it, make a decision about it, and file it away. So this teaching, I don't know what anything is for, Lesson 25, such a liberation for me. And I still use it probably every day. Most often now, I find it's very helpful when I'm counseling someone because people are deeply hurt and wounded by the things that their family and friends and co workers and even politicians and leaders are doing. Right? We get deeply hurt and wounded. We take offense. We hold a grudge. And yet, If it's true that we don't know what anything is for, isn't it highly likely that we are misinterpreting? And that's what I found out. So it says here, it is critical, crucial rather, to your learning to be willing to give up the goals you have established for everything. This recognition that they are meaningless rather than good or bad is the only way to accomplish this. So I'm going to just invite you right now to turn within and to think about the the deepest wound or hurt that's unresolved in your heart and your mind. And notice that you may have made a decision about what that experience was for. You may have made a decision about the meaning that that experience has for you. Would you be willing to place that meaning, to place that decision That label that you put on it. The interpretation. Would you be willing to place it on the altar? Would you be willing to surrender it? So that you can have a healing. Because the meaning that you've made of it. If you're suffering over it. The meaning that you've made of it. Is incorrect. Because we don't suffer over the truth. The truth sets us free. But we do suffer over our opinions and judgments. And in fact, that suffering, that pain, that distress, that hurt, that fear, that worry, that doubt, that guilt, all of that upset teaches us, it alerts us that we're thinking incorrectly. Now, the great news is if we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, We don't have to figure out what anything is for. It will be given to us. It will be shown to us. But we do have to be willing to receive that insight, to receive that clarity. So for me, I began to see that it was the better part of wisdom to say, I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. I'm therefore surrendering my opinions and judgments, my perceptions, and the meaning that I made of this for the truth that sets me free. I am willing to surrender the meaning that I have made of this. And with that surrender comes the healing, you see. Now... (laughs) it's so interesting how life is always teaching us this very same lesson a thousand times a day anytime that you feel upset or hurt it's teaching you that let's take that breath let's be willing to learn So, this is why sometimes we feel like we don't have the ability to learn. Sometimes we feel that learning is beyond us, that we're spiritually stupid and that we don't have what it takes. This is not true. This is not true. It never will be true. So, it's up to us to recognize. As I said earlier, it's pre-installed. The pathway is pre-installed. The wisdom is pre-installed. The partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self is pre-installed. Therefore, you have what it takes. I have what it takes. We have what it takes. We have what it takes to awaken and to enlighten. Now, the ego will tell us, you don't have what it takes. And check this out, when we hold on to these grudges, and it's so intense in the family most of the time, for me, that was the most intense place, family, romance, well, relationship. (laughs) That's why relationship is our greatest healing tool. So I used to say to myself all the time, I don't have what it takes. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I am lost. I'll never be happy because I don't know how to do this. I'll never succeed because I don't know how to do this. Over and over again, I would make these affirmations. I don't know. I can't do this. I'm lost and I cannot be found. But then I cultivated that willingness to release my judgments and opinions. And I started to understand because I started to hear the voice of the higher Holy Spirit itself, say, saying, you have what it takes. Everyone has what it takes. That is the kingdom that is pre-installed. Now, I didn't hear it specifically in those words, but I heard it in everything. I started to hear it in all my judgments and opinions about others, too. And I started to realize if I judge others as not having, then I must believe I don't have because there's only one. So I, as I've been sharing in all my classes lately, what I remember is I would partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self saying, You decide for me. You lead me. You teach me. I surrender everything that I think I know. I surrender everything. I surrender all opinions and judgments. Please take them out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm not interested in suffering anymore. I'm not interested in what I think anymore. I only think the thoughts I think with God. That's what I'm interested in. And I started to, when I heard the ego's voice saying, you don't have what it takes, I started to partner up and turn and face the ego and say, You're wrong. You're wrong. That is a bold-faced lie, and I will not accept it anymore. Don't say that to me because I am not listening to that anymore. You have no audience here anymore for that. Here's the facts. The kingdom is pre-installed. I have what it takes, and I will not be moved from that truth. I am one with one. Therefore, I have what it takes. We all have what it takes. It's pre-installed and it cannot be removed. It's not a race. Today, I am choosing love. In this moment, I am choosing love. Therefore, I have what it takes to awaken. Therefore, I have what it takes to enlighten. Therefore, I am a loving person. And therefore, I am worthy of God's love because I am God's love. I have what it takes. It's pre-installed. It cannot be removed. This is our liberation. And so what we begin to do is we practice living the love, walking the talk. This is what we do. In the section in chapter 2 on cause and effect, chapter 7, section 7 rather, chapter 2, cause and effect. You may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. I've already indicated to you that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. I know it does not exist, but you do not. If I intervened between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with a basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is. I would hardly help you if I depreciated the power of your own thinking. So it's for us to recognize that when we're in pain and suffering, that it's simply because we have discarded our awareness of the truth. And for me, this was key. I used to feel so special because of my suffering. I used to feel so special that I, no one could understand me particularly in my family and i had so many thanksgivings now this is an international show people listen all over the world so you may or may not be aware that this year on november 28th which happens to be also my birthday the united states has the biggest celebration of the entire year it's our thanksgiving holiday it is a trans-denominational or non-denominational holiday it's not a religious holiday it's a Thanksgiving gratitude holiday. And in fact, what we celebrate was the first Thanksgiving, which is when the pilgrims who were in search of religious freedom left England, came to uh, America, and uh, or this land, <laughs> the new land. And um, they were having uh, a desperate time trying to survive the weather here in New England you can imagine it's, it's much worse than it is in England in terms of cold and snow and they were, didn't have enough food and they had uh, a celebration Thanksgiving harvest dinner with uh, the Native Americans and so that is our biggest holiday in the United States, this Thanksgiving holiday and what I used to do in that Thanksgiving holiday year after year was I would make myself miserable, and I would combine it with the celebration of my birthday because my birthday comes at Thanksgiving time every year because it's, it's that time of year, and there's no coincidence in that. I used to ruin Thanksgiving dinner for my family because I misunderstood and I, and I was holding it. So special because of myself. So special, nobody understood me. Now, what I can tell you is, I decided to give up that specialness, to surrender it. And you know what? When I gave up that specialness of suffering, the suffering went with it. So this is what I'm going to share more about. It's time for you to take a break. You're listening to Jennifer Hadley. Unity Online Radio, A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk, and I'll be like that.
1: As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your
2: donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
0: Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life?
1: Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book Rance to Revelations by Reverend
0: Ogun Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogun brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world.
1: Pick up a copy of Rance to Revelations today from www.RantsToRevs.com.
0: You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
2: Hello, I'm Jennifer Hadley and we're... On Unity Online Radio here, I so appreciate your joining me. I would like to share with you something that is one of my favorite parts in this section, Chapter 2, Cause and Effect. And in fact, in this section are some of the most powerful, beautiful teachings in the Course in Miracles. Because, of course, a miracles really is about the entire thing is about understanding the law of cause and effect in order to use it correctly and be a miracle worker and to recognize all the ways that we have misused the power of our thinking, so it says right here in paragraph two the miracle worker." must have genuine respect for true cause and effect as a necessary condition for the miracle to occur. So in order for the miracles to occur in our life, we have to have genuine respect for true cause and effect. This is page 32, top of 32 in the text. If you'd like to live a miraculous life, Read this section over and over and over again until it makes perfect sense to you and until you have a true respect for the law of cause and effect. So as I was saying before the break, talking about my experience in my family, I would take this Thanksgiving opportunity year after year as an opportunity to bring to light My grudges, my resentments, my regrets, my hurt, my guilt, shame, blame, all these feelings that I thought were my true nature. (laughs) I didn't know that they were all the byproduct of my thinking. I didn't know that these feelings of upset were the effect that were caused by my thoughts of separation. I thought the cause was my family and their choices and my choices. And my family didn't know how to help me. They didn't. They would have if they could have. But they didn't know how to liberate from these things either. And I kept thinking that they should know. And so, so many Thanksgivings, I would throw a fit and get angry and hurt and it was all wrapped up in thanksgiving all wrapped up in my my birthday cuz my birthday is november 28th so and many many years it's on thanksgiving or the day after or the day before and so it brought so many challenges into my life and now i am aware that if i'm upset i don't know what anything is for and so i can surrender the belief and the thought that I do know what it's for so that I can discover the truth that sets me free. So with that big upset that I invited you to bring into your awareness in the first part of this show, bringing it back into your awareness and being really willing to surrender the meaning that you made of it, to place it on the holy altar fire of divine love so you can discover what it's for. Now, I teach a couple of classes that are for people who are interested in really doing this work and doing the deep work. And... Of course, you can take my classes and just ride the surface and many people do that as well and then they take it again and go deeper and then they take it again and they go deeper. So right now is my Finding Freedom seven-week spiritual boot camp class and this fall class is uh, an amazing group of people. It is an amazing time because there is such a such an incredible level of support in the invisible right now there is so much light shining in this dimension because people are waking up all over the world and because our minds are joined we're all feeling the effects of that and so that means that for every single one of us now there is even more light being shined into our awareness, into the dark parts of our awareness so that we can recognize and see the unhealed beliefs, the meaning that we have made of things that is causing us suffering, the unhealed beliefs that are operating in our lives and are the causes of the effects uh, the effects that are the suffering and the sense of lack and the sense of limitation, the sense of desperation, the sense of doubting ourselves, the sense of judging ourselves for not being enough, not having enough, not uh, having commitment. And all of these judgments that we put on ourselves and others, they're all coming to light right now because so many more people are doing this work. And so when the judgments are coming up like that and it feels very intense, the thing to know is that this is not a mistake. This is not bad. This is the higher Holy Spirit self working in you to help you see where you have made Negative meaning, false meaning, incorrect meaning. And you can be corrected. And you don't even have to figure out what the correction is. All you have to do is partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and surrender it. Ask for help. Be led to the truth that sets you free. So it's a fact. As it says in here... Both miracles and fear come from thoughts. If you're not free to choose one, you would also not be free to choose the other. So we're free to choose love or fear. We're free to choose separation or unity. We're free to choose miracles, liberation, or lack and limitation. We're free to choose. By choosing the miracle, you have rejected fear. If only temporarily. You've been fearful of everyone and everything. You're afraid of God, of me and of yourself. You have misperceived or miscreated us and believe in what you made. You would not have done this if you were not afraid of your own thoughts. Check this out. The fearful must miscreate because they misperceive creation. When you miscreate, you are in pain. The cause and effect principle now becomes a real expediter, though only temporarily. The fundamental conflict in this world, then, is between creation and miscreation. All fear is implicit in miscreation, and all love is implicit in creation. The conflict is therefore between love and fear. So this human experience is about having an experience of duality. And so what it is, is because of the darkness, right? We, in a sense, you could think of yourself as a seed of love, perfection, wholeness, the kingdom. You are that seed of love planted in the darkness. In order to grow to the light, to have the fullest expression of light, to have the fullest appreciation of light, to have the fullest understanding of light. And we became enamored of the darkness. And now we're remembering the beauty of the light. How do we do that the fastest way? We look for the light within, and it is there. No matter what you have done, no matter what has been done to you, that light is still there. It cannot go out. And what makes that light grow and flourish and become a mighty flame of love is your valuing it. First, it begins with your willingness to find it and see it. Underneath all the judgments and opinions, all the muck and the mire, that is the meaning that you have made of things. This is our work to do for each and every one of us. But what I have learned in this journey is that if I partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and say on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis... I don't know what anything is for. You show me. You decide for me. And the you is my own holiness. It is the spark of divinity that is within me that is not separate from me. Then I can take that light into the darkest, most desperate moments, past, present, or future. And I have everything I need to overcome The blackest darkness. I have everything that I need to overcome the blackest darkness. Because when you turn on the light, if you walk into a pitch black room without windows, without any light, nothing. Pitch black. And you turn on the light. The darkness does not argue with you. The darkness has no power of its own. The only power that the darkness could ever have is your perception of its power. But it's nothing. Only light is power. And light is what you are. Oh, I love these teachings so much. So, so much. So, it says here, I love this, God or the ego, chapter 11, the introduction. It says that we we feel fatherless. We feel, who is my father? It says, the ego then is nothing more than a delusional system in which you made your own father. What? And then you make by projection, because remember we're talking about creation, making the law of cause and effect, you make by projection. So what you believe, you'll project into this world, you'll experience it, you'll perceive it, and you'll make the meaning that is in alignment with your belief every time. This is why, for me, the fastest path to healing is to say, I'm not interested in my beliefs anymore. No, no thank you. They only cause my suffering, my sense of separation, my sense of lack and limitation. Clearly, my belief system is around lack and attack. So I really am not interested in that anymore. I'm interested in joining. I'm interested in unity. I'm interested in love. I'm interested in purification. I'm interested in clarity. And so therefore, I'm going to surrender everything that I think I know. In order to have the truth. Because the truth is what we are. Let me be my true self. You make by projection, but God creates by extension. Right? The cornerstone of God's creation is you. Okay? The cornerstone of God's creation is you. It is your true identity. Think of that. What is the cornerstone? The cornerstone is around which everything is built. You are the cornerstone of God's creation. But you see, if you have one opinion, that will interfere with your ability to know that this is true. The cornerstone of God's creation is you, for his thought system is light. His thought system is light. So this is, our thought system is light, but not the egos. Remember the rays that are there unseen, the rays. We were talking about this last week too. The more you approach the center of his thought system, the clearer the light becomes. So we are the light, the, the spiritual qualities of prosperity and wholeness and freedom, and joy, and wisdom, and clarity, and harmony, and abundance, and prosperity, and all these spiritual qualities, they are literally rays of light. And they are our true nature. What hides the light in this world is our opinions and our judgments. But the good news is, no matter how obscured the light is in our awareness, this is only an illusion of darkness. And as soon as we're not interested in it anymore, it will cease to appear real to us. Now, as we're going into the Thanksgiving holiday, This is our opportunity to use every experience in our family for healing. So I just started my Finding Freedom uh, spiritual boot camp class the other day. And people will be joining us all throughout the entire boot camp. Right, So it's the rest of December. I mean, November, most of December. People join us even after the class ends because you get all the downloads, you get the audios, you get the videos, you get the transcripts, you get everything. Plus you get the support of an amazing community online, an absolutely gorgeous, amazing, beautiful community of people from all over the world many different languages doing this work together. This is the work we're doing. We're clearing away our attachment to the darkness, our attachment to the negativity, our attachment to the thoughts of lack and limitation. It's not possible for us to experience lack and limitation and suffering unless we choose it. So, Each one of us has the full load of light within us. Each one of us has that connection to the higher Holy Spirit self, and it is done unto us as we believe. So working together, there's so much healing that can happen. And what I am experiencing now, also in my year-long Masterful Living class, and by the way, my seven-week Finding Freedom class, it's on right now, is the perfect setup. And preparation for my year-long masterful living class, which uh, you don't have to take finding freedom to be in my masterful living class, but it is a wonderful preparation. My year-long masterful living class, which is all about being masterful, learning how to be masterful, learning how to access the light of our being, just like finding freedom is. Finding Freedom is a seven-week class. Masterful Living is a year-long class. We're doing this work. And so people in just a few days of class are already discovering, oh, my God, this stuff works. A little willingness is all that's required. Of course, you don't need me. You don't need to be in class with me. You have A Course in Miracles. You have these teachings. They're pre-installed. You can't uninstall them. But it is much, I find it, fun and enjoyable and faster to work in a group. So that's why I I love to share and be in a group. I'll invite you to, uh, we're coming up to a break here, to go to jenniferhadley.com. Click through to the Finding Freedom page and right there you can register to get a free download of a class I recently did called My Number One Tip for Spiritual Success. And that will give you a little taste of finding freedom. My Number One Tip for Spiritual Success. Giving time, you have an opportunity to do things different in your family and to be the linchpin of change in your family, and that's what we're going to talk about after the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com during the break. We're on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk with the Course of Miracles, and I'll be right back.
0: Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul. Recognize and trust its guidance and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul, How to Live a Life of Integrity in Soul Vows, and Discover Your Soul's Unique Purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things.
1: Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: So in the section, chapter 18, section 4, the little willingness, it says to us, I'm Jennifer Hadley, by the way. That's not what it says, but (laughs) I'm trying to remember to say my name. Uh, In in preparing for the holy instant, right, that time of recognizing the truth, in preparing for the holy instant, do not attempt to make yourself holy to be ready to receive it. This is really important for us to understand because the ego, for many of us, has been driving our spiritual studies and our practices, right? For many of us, we've been reading books and taking classes and studying things and and accumulating a lot of knowledge, a lot of information. But it's not true wisdom. It's information, And if we keep collecting information through studying all these things, but we're not actually applying it, taking just one little kernel of truth and applying it, dedicating ourselves to living it, then the experience of the awakening and the expansion feels very far away because we're not actually valuing the healing. We're not actually valuing the transformation instead we 're looking to be right about the spiritual teachings and to have the have them memorized to have them uh, understood on an intellectual level but without taking them into the heart so I, I studied science of mind i 'm a student of new thought. But what I realized was, I'm just living in my head with this stuff. I'm not bringing it into my heart. And until I bring it into my heart, the healing will be elusive. Because the kingdom resides in our heart. It's in our heart connection. So what it's saying here is, in preparation for the holy instant, do not attempt to make yourself holy to be ready to receive it. What? That is so different than anything I ever thought when I was studying to be a science of mind practitioner and all the many years I studied before I became a practitioner. And then all the years in ministerial school at the Holmes Institute, all my training at Agape International Spiritual Center, so all of that, every single bit of it until the very last months of my ministerial training. All of it was about an intellectual understanding. All of it was about preparing myself to be holy. And all of it, therefore, was just rampant with judgments about my unholiness. And so what I found when I was in these trainings was that I was constantly having outbursts of self-sabotage and self-medication and being controlling and manipulative and argumentative and, and just all this stuff. I didn't know at the time that it was coming up to be healed. I thought it was somehow my true nature of bad, wrong, not good enough showing its or its head and that I thought that I had to be more fierce in order to, un, to uh, dominate that negativity and become holy. I didn't understand. I was definitely laboring in vain because I was thinking I need to be holy. I want to be holy. Instead of I am that I am. I'm already holy. It's already there. All I have to do is value it. I was seeking outside myself in my spiritual practice. This is why I say nobody needs to be in class with me. You have it all. I, I discovered this sitting in the quiet with my own heart and mind. What I have found, though, is I like doing the work together. And for me, I really know I teach best what I need to learn. So I started teaching as a way of learning. <laughs> this was even before, well before I found A Course of Miracles. So in my family, I started to discover that there was a freedom. That I could access if I was willing to practice non judgment and to sit there through every family moment and experience. And instead of saying, Oh, yeah, I know what's happening next, oh, look at that. Judge, 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 judge. I thought I knew what everything was for, and I made myself miserable year after year until I finally decided. I'm going to do something different. There must be a better way. Now I'm going to take the opportunity to be with my family and practice non-judgment. And it was not easy. It was not easy. It was very, very difficult. But what I now know was it was the perfect curriculum for me to have a healing the perfect curriculum for me was to go through Thanksgiving and Christmas and my birthday and these holidays and have all these judgments come up. A million, it felt like a million a day. Nobody in my family did everything, anything <laughs> great, including me. I was the one I judged the most because here I am. I'm, I'm a, a spiritual student and I just can't even seem to be loving for 10 minutes with these people what kind of a failure loser spiritual student am i right so the ego was all up in everything every part of it and i just i took it as my boot camp and i dedicated myself to offloading those judgments and as fast as they would come i would surrender Surrender. No, not interested in that. No, not interested in that. I don't know what anything is for. I started saying that to myself even before I found A Course in Miracles. I, I don't know what that's about. I'm interested in learning the truth here. Let the truth be revealed in my mind. And I just kept partnering up, partnering up, partnering up, partnering up, you know, just literally just every every minute or two i had to just be in a constant vigilance because i had so trained myself to complain to blame to attack and i was tired of the suffering now it did not and i had made myself so special for my suffering right all like all of these patterns thick 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 and i can tell you my friend these are very thin in my mind now very thin and when they come up now, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, there you are. Gov to mama, you're going to get a healing. And I just offer it to my higher Holy Spirit self. I'm not interested in this thought anymore, this pattern, this belief. Oh, I'm so grateful. I just found this thought operating in my awareness. Ah, oh, this belief. Ah, oh, it's like finding a weed in the garden. Oh, here you go. Let's get this weed out of here. So now every day I I greet my garden. If there's a weed, I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Removing this weed right now, giving it to the higher Holy Spirit self to do the heavy lifting. This year, decide that in your family, it's all on you. And you don't have to do anything, but make that choice, that decision for love over and over and over again you can do it it's not easy it's not easy but when you you find your mind is just filled with thoughts of lack and attack just filled like holy moly this is unbelievable sweet jesus mother of god i need help say that help me now help me now help me now it works All right, I'm out of time. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You can join me in my Finding Freedom class. We are rocking it out this year. Next year in Masterful Living, we start January 1st. It is going to be heaven on earth breaking out. Already it's happening. Hand on your heart. Take that breath and just say, I am the one. I am that I am. I have everything it takes. It's pre-installed. I am doing it. I give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. I cannot fail because Spirit cannot fail. Therefore, I am free. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great, great week. I love you.
1: Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live a course in miracles every day, in every way. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from The Quest for Prayer From Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.